And remember that we are not descended from fearful men. Not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Five, four, three. The Kellen and Alex Show. Zero. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. We had a. Were you at the recent Veritas Society debate about masks? Should we pull the Matt Wheeler card? What is your opinion on Pope Francis? Oh, it was much. It was much more like reality. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, that sucks. was legendary. It was, like, it was not. That Everyone cold. lost it. That was like we're not saying that that's true. Although we have Alex and I before we moved outside of the Comart Studio. Mm-hmm. Have you been ground floor vegan in Comart's area? So amazing! I love that place. Yes, it is. Um, before Alex and I moved out of that, we were doing our podcast in there, and we did probably four podcasts extensively on the documents of the Amazon Synod. Yeah, um, and back when that was going on, back oh, when that was going on, and yeah, it it was crazy. We were, I don't know, we I guess we were both, to put it politely, we we're both confused. As to what was going on, because, right, it's the Amazon, right? So we're talking about, like, Argentina More, more fuel places. for the Orthodox fire. <clears throat> so why would Pope Francis allow for Mary priests? In the, oh, yeah, that was the know? controversy at the time. Yeah. yeah do you, I don't know if you followed that at all. The uh, Amazon Synod thing. Uh, this was no, only, 2019. Okay, yeah. so Pope Francis, the only Pope from the Western Hemisphere, he was born in Argentina, mm-hmm. and that's the Amazon area. And apparently he, there was... I don't know how long the process was, maybe nine months or something. It the basically synod, yeah. the synod, the whole thing, and eventually it worked out well in the favor of um, married priests, right? It passed. No, it didn't. I yeah, so it he did. didn't allow married no, priests. Yeah. Oh, it didn't? No, he didn't. Um, and oh, I was, thought it I, did. As, uh, as far as I was reaching, uh, kind of looking into it, it seemed like it was a provision for. Um, men like leaders of the community that were already married to become priests rather than priests to be married. Ah, okay. Yes. Um, but which is still very jarring, right? And is a very yeah. tradition. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I guess our, I guess our biggest thing too is why has this been going on for so long? It shouldn't be going on this long. You know, why, why are all these, these documents? I forget what the preliminary one was named. Yeah. Something. Um, uh, but oh I do quorum or something. Yeah. Laborum. Instruction laborum or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, Chessian's laborum? Yeah, I think that was the one. Um, But yeah, I guess we were more boggled at why this should even come up. You know what I mean? Why is there this controversy? Why would Pope Francis even partake in it? So what would be your opinion then on married priests? Oh. I. From an Eastern thinking about the Western. Like, should the the Westerns adopt it? No, no. I I don't think so. so. But as the child of a married priest, right? Um. Uh, no, I don't. So I often have wait, wait, wait a second. So your dad's Ukrainian yeah. priest? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's cool. Didn't yeah. know it. Well, heck yeah. Very cool. All right. <laughs> you really open this can of worms without knowing that? Nice. Uh, <laughs> no, so um, I, I often get that comment from like Roman Catholic friends. I'm like explaining this to them. They'll be like, wow, the Roman Catholic Church would have so many more priests and it would be so much more like inclusive and it'd be, like it would honestly flourish if we had married priests, right? I was like, no, you can still appreciate both tr- traditions, right? And both are needed um, uh, in the church. Uh, and it doesn't, one does not take away from the other, right? It's not a uh, either or uh, mm. equation. Um, they both offer like 
holy models of faith and um, beautiful lifestyles um, for the lady to follow. Um, so while I am not in principle opposed to married priests, right? Um, I think with the current like climate of confusion and um, instability in church and perception of the church, it wouldn't be wise to do it now, obviously. Um, but in principle, I, um, I, do, I do not think the, the priesthood is um, opposed to um, the married life in itself. Hmm. Right. Well, like, I guess maybe the question is, would the married life take away from the, like, not completely, but some of the duty of the priest? Because mm-hmm. being married is a whole it's roller a whole roller coaster yeah, in yeah. itself, yeah. let alone being a priest. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Isn't there a holy family? There's, or no, maybe he's a, well, he was married and then he became a priest. I'm pretty sure. I don't know who that is. I think there is a priest there really? at the holy family. Not yeah. a deacon? I don't think he's a deacon. I think he's a married priest, but he was married then became a priest um yeah i don't know it just seems like it just seems like those two jobs in itself are humongously difficult well yeah because they're each one is a vocation in itself you know so it's like i always find that really interesting so i'd love to know what that's actually like for y'all but but i know there aren't there some exceptions with like some face of like you know you convert and like you were almost like not equivalent to a priest in another like religion. I can't think of. I'm horrible at names mean, of things, like, but um, but there's like certain faiths where I think they they were married and they already had like a yeah, sort of. So like the Anglicans. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Actually, uh, in the past, some Franciscans faculty. One of them was an Anglican priest. Uh, well, it was an Anglican minister who had a family, and then they all converted. Um, they created mm-hmm. some you know interesting situations. Yeah. Um, no, that's that's a valid concern, right? And one that a lot of faithful Catholics do bring up, but, um, don't we mention the church all the time that like the parish is a family, right? Mm -hmm. And then, um, and then we do have, it it is like a familial love, right? That, um, that should be fostered in the family. And then that the priest has for his people. Right. Um, so, and, and there, and there's actually, um, um, an interesting, uh, several interesting works, one of them by um, uh, Dr. Adam DeVille uh, um, about the married priesthood and about this like myth that the celibacy is uh, superior to the married life in relation to the priesthood. Um, But it's it's not the case. um, And especially when you look at faithful, um, successful parish settings, right? So the thing you have to understand about the um, the Eastern churches is that we don't move around priests the same as the Romans do, right? So when a, a priest is often at a, at a church, if he doesn't build it, he comes there and he builds it, right? Excuse me. Like, so the often your children will like be born there. There they'll go through like church school and they'll go through youth group, and they they do some of they do uh, they participate in the church life and they participate in like the growth of the church and do a lot of the work that the priest does, uh, in relation to his, um, um, in relation to his parishioners. Right. So that they take on a role of pastoral care, um, in some capacities that a priest can't. Right. So a priest's wife, I do believe this is, is a vocation in itself, right. Is a vocation that some women are, um, they have to be called to, to fulfill. Um, and my mother does it extremely well, uh, I do say so. Um, and there's something that there, there are perspectives that that woman can provide, right? 
like knowing people in in a spiritual sense, right? Being a spiritual mother, um, and in not the kind of like detached way, like the lady is sometimes, but in a very intimate way, right? Of seeing their spiritual life, helping them grow, right? Taking them through, um, um, intimately understanding like their their marriage problems, right? Uh, like raising a family. Mm. To provide a, um, a perspective that sometimes a celibate priest can't, right? And be able to, like, counsel oh, interesting. these families. Wow. Hmm. Yeah. Does, does your mom actively do that in your dad's parish? Like, yeah, minister great. and stuff? Yeah. yeah. So wow. not, not, in like, not in, like, the female ministering sense, right? But being the Virgin Mary at, um, at the wedding at Cana, right? And saying, um, this needs to be done. And telling people to listen to him, right? Hmm. That bringing, like bringing issues and bringing um, points of delicacy to the priest's attention. Because we all know that men sometimes could use some signposting in delicate situations. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And then to have someone to be able to see that um, and and to kind of tag team on these issues, not to use a super casual word, but, you know? Right. Um, It's something that, uh, yeah, so there's there's a bit of work on this. um, like a, a bit of literature on the subject, um, but it's something that I find really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Where can I read more about these things? Like everything yeah, that we're talking yeah. about, is there, I mean, are there, there's obviously books, right? But is there like right. a online database of something or some sort of like um, yeah, Eastern so, Orthodox? I can know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the East. Um, no. So I uh, like find in, well, first of all, shout out to Holy Trinity, Ukrainian Catholic Church in Carnegie. Um, nice. Yes, 11 a.m. liturgy. We should go there sometime. <laughs> Where's um, Carnegie? Carnegie? How do you say it? Car- Car- Carnegie. 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 Yeah, Pennsylvania? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Uh, 36 minutes from here. Um, Super. <laughs> yeah, Very this nice. whole idea of... Very nice. Yeah. That's such an interesting perspective with your, your dad being the priest of a parish. Yes, like, yeah. So, you, so you, would you attend his divine liturgy? You, well, I guess you right, definitely right, would, yeah, right? Yeah. And be like, I hey, it's my dad up there. Is that <laughs> ever know? weird? So, yeah, Do, doing the liturgy. Been, so my dad was ordained when I was like eight years old, right? Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> so we had one of my, my uh, the one that uh, Daria, my fourth youngest sister, just said this. She was like, my dad was just ordained. She was like, mom, do we call what do we call him now? <laughs> <laughs> like, Father Daddy? Father Dad. <laughs> hey, Father Dad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, or I remember at our first mission parish outside of Raleigh, North Carolina, we went and it was like five of us in this like rural parish. Really beautiful. Um, but I was just like getting, my dad was just ordained, right? He was like the intern, right? So they sent him to a small parish. Um, <laughs> so your dad is not Ukrainian. He's not. And that's the fun part. He, but he is the most. So he's just like, Canadian. I, he just Canadian. Nice. Yeah. Like French or British? French. French Canadian. Oh, well, okay. actually. Both, actually. Both. But, okay. no, but, but, in but a not way, Ukrainian. But in a way that's like not very relevant, right? Okay, sure. So, yeah. But he ended up in Ukraine. Right. Okay. Yeah. And there he fell, so particularly the services, um, he found like going to the Ukrainian Catholic University um, and going every night at the, the, the English summer school, they would have, have Vespers sung by the seminarians. Right, mm-hmm. um, uh, and seminary uh, seminaries are like full in Ukraine, um, so they have these beautiful, beautiful voices. 
um, these beautiful, beautiful melodies. They're monastic melodies very often, right? Um, <clears throat> and that's, and he realized. He, it, it's, it's kind of a trite quote, but do you remember when um, the emissaries from Cave and Ruiz, right, they came down to um, Hagia Sophia in Constantinople? Hagia Sophia. Hmm. I don't remember the story. No? Yeah. So the, the king of Cave and Ruiz sent down his emissaries to find a religion for his people, right? He sent them far and wide. Um, and eventually they went to they went to Hagia Sophia in Constantinople. And when they came back, they told the king, like, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. But when when we were in there, we didn't know if we were he- on heaven or on earth. Hmm. Yeah. So we baptized the whole kingdom. That's dope. <laughs> if you went there today, they would definitely know they're on earth. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah. the Turks have it. Right, right, take, it back, take it back. Take it back. Yeah. So I started yeah, with the original question. So he went to Ukraine, right? And then I, somehow uh, uh, went back and went to seminary. Uh, listen, listen, it's and I hear this story Jamal. so often. I hear this, but I like forget Where, the details. Where's your parents meet? Ukraine. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Ukraine. Wait, wait. So Lviv. Nice. Very nice. Where you should visit, by the way. Lviv. You're in Austria next. Yes. I'm down. Lviv. Yeah, go visit Road trip. Lviv. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, rent a car. <laughs> Father <Yeah. Yosef. laughs> We're coming, Father no. Uh So, did yeah. they did they meet at a liturgy? No, they met. They met us. So my dad came. He was looking for a place to stay. Sorry, and um, he 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 went to a student that um, uh, the school recommended, and she was like, "Listen, I don't speak." Like was just, just like six <laughs> foot, like dark, like English, like American, like you're Canadian in my living room, and I don't know how to talk to him. So it's just like, just wait, just wait. I'll call my friend. <laughs> and my mom had taken English classes, and she taught English classes uh, for like all of high school. Uh, so she she was the only one that knew how to speak English. So she came, um, and my dad was like, "Holy crap, celibacy! <sighs> That's a tough." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. So um, he already was thinking to join the Ukrainian priesthood. Um, was was he no, Roman, not, right? Like Catholic yeah, growing would, up? Okay. Um, yeah. So in, in high school, sorry, sorry. In, in, in high school, uh, he had a bit of a conversion experience and became Roman, right? Um, hmm. wow. And um, joined, did a certain a number of years in Roman Catholic seminary in upstate New York. Um, yeah. Wow. And then he. Um, on leave to do the English summer school at the Ukrainian Catholic University uh, in Lviv. He met, he just like, he fell in love with the people, the culture, the, and like most obviously the church. And he realized like, um, and after that it was, it, it, it was like falling in love with a person, right? But, but with, um, but with a whole right and a whole um, culture attached, right? And he, like he couldn't stop thinking about it, and he like it just didn't feel right afterwards. Hmm. Um, <clears throat> so he was given permission to. So he worked with um, certain charities and mission projects. Um, he worked with Caritas Ukraine, uh, and with the Ukrainian Catholic University, and um, spent a bit a number of years there. Uh, my sister and I were born there, um, and then he uh, finished his seminary at uh, Holy Spirit. A seminary in that was then in Ottawa, yeah. And my and then five other kids were born twelve years later. 
So you have five siblings. Six. Six. Yes. Wait, wait. So five others, right? No, six others. Yeah. Sorry, 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 <laughs> sorry. <laughs> six others. What's your major, Colin? Uh, I'm sorry. I've been at a I've been at a it's baseball game all day. <laughs> I I I've been at a baseball game all day. Counting and runs. Counting and runs. <laughs> okay. And announcing and doing a lot of stuff. Um. Okay. okay. So seven total. Yeah. How many older? How many younger? I'm the oldest. Okay. Gotta love that. So, oh, aren't you both the oldest? Yeah. Oh, very nice. Very nice. Yeah. Kellen is fifth, fourth. I am fourth. fourth. Yeah. So one younger sister wow. and then three. Younger. Yes. So you're obviously a female. How many <laughs> brothers do you have? My my only, oh, wow. yeah, my only brother was born last year. Wow. Yeah. Isn't that fun? That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. So that, that was like a, after 19 years with like just sisters, right? At the end of this stage, they're not that different, right? Like having a little brother having. Um, but it was like, you know, after a while, I thought there was like just girls were possible. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a huge shock, huge shock when this like little pandemic baby turned out to be a boy. So that's his, awesome. Yeah, his name's Daniel. Yeah, I mean, not to be TMI, but that's how my parents felt until I came out. Yeah. So this was like sec, his St. Patrick's Day, would, that's like second week of. March, right? So March seventeenth, like, like, yeah. Pandemic just starting, right? Ooh. Oh yeah. Um, and I had. Huge shock for everyone. What a time! Mm-hmm. I had another question. Oh, when are you celebrating Easter? Oh, so we're on the new. Oh, good question. Wow. So if you didn't know, the Orthodox and the Reformed. There's different um, calendars, right? I have different yep. calendars, yeah. The Julian and the Gregorian calendar. That's right. We're in the Gregorian, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we, uh, my parish particularly was very Latinized because it was in the 50s. Um, uh, so, we followed the Western calendar. So, that's this weekend. Oh, um, wow. But we, uh, yeah, so service is all either 8 a.m. or 7 p.m. Yeah, should go. Wait, so it is this weekend for yeah. you guys? Oh. Yeah. But the other Easterns, when would not that be? this weekend, right? In a couple of weeks. Okay. A couple yeah. of weeks. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, but it's honestly a pastoral. So it, we have, uh, depending on the parish, right? There's some in Ohio, some in Toronto. Most in, or the most of the parishes in Chicago do the um, old calendar Easter. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Sure. And they, they are Ukrainian Catholic right. as well. Right. But they do the different. You said it's no. reformed? Your, no, no, I was, what is it? I was calling oh. you guys reformed. Are calling us reformed? Oh, reformed well. degenerates. Yeah, the Jesuits got the, a better calendar. Uh, I mean, uh, yeah. It's it's really funny because there's like, well, I don't know how much you know about like the schism, uh, the Great Schism, but a little, a little bit, yeah. There's like so many different little things that yes, add up to the yeah. one big thing of I'm Eastern, you're Western, mm-hmm. and you know it's such a well. Be, so you know the story about like. The church is one you, all the way up through the you, councils. You did. We did like five podcasts on this. You were going on off Eastern? on the East and the West, yeah. dude. Yeah. Really? Yes, because I was reading, uh, I don't know if you know Vladimir Soloviev. Soloviev, yeah. Um, yes. Oh Russian, Catholic, yeah. Um, he did a lot of work, East-West stuff. Um, but yeah, so yeah, calendar, beards, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Easter <laughs> stuff. Uh, Easter, Christmas. Christmas, married Dorm- priest. Married priest, uh, Dormition versus Assumption. Um, what was another? Oh, another interesting one is that uh, the interpretation of original sin. Oh, oh what? I know that. Oh, yeah. I want to hear this. Yeah. 
Um, <clears throat> so the Western tradition still holds to um, Saint Augustine's translation um, of a chapter of Romans that um, translates guilt as something that's passed down, right? And the East holds that we just inherited like the state of nature and we inherited the state of the world uh, from Adam's sin. There is no individual um, actual guilt passed like passed down um, uh, like passed down through generations. Right. Original right. death was passed down like a um, yes. nature that was without God's supernature or right. divine life within right. it. So it's a nature that's passed down rather than an actual um, sin, right? So there's, we don't have the interpretation oh, of like, I get it. Okay. like original stain, right? Some people have um, that like baptism washes away the stain of original sin. Um, and that's Don't they not- call it a different name, like illumination or something in the East? <clears throat> baptism? Like there's some type of, maybe a Greek term yeah. that's used um, for it. That that sounds familiar, but not yeah. that, uh, not um materially i don't remember that okay um but yeah so that's but it brings up interesting questions about like infant uh, unbaptized death right so um that's something that the west just can't make doesn't have a stance on right because it can't say augustine does yeah yeah st francis <laughs> Xavier does. yes yeah too uh but that's something that the east is more um forgiving on so the okay so <laughs> the east then believes that it's Sin is like a cultural thing then? Like when when that happened, it's passed down now. We no, we just inherited or... like the state of the world. Okay. From, from Adam, right? So um so nature fundamentally changed when Adam sinned, right? Right. So like it was thrown off balance, right? There was no longer this harmony, this uh this unity. Um and that is what the East understands original sin as. We live in a fallen world, right? We live in a world that's infected by sin, but doesn't mean that we inherit Adam's guilt. We we inherited we inherit the state of things. So how does the West differ then? It says that we. So we it's are interpretation of the custom, too. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that those passages in Romans five are like I'm I'm in a theology Saint. Actually, I'm skipping a theology Saint Paul class tonight. Come <laughs> <laughs> on, Alex, baby. Mean, but I am in it. But uh, we've been going through Romans, and yeah, that Han actually holds similar perspective of yeah, it's um it's per- pervasion of divine life. And so, you know, sin came into the world and therefore death passed to all men. Right. Now, if you have that right. in the other way, it's, you know, if, if, and therefore death came into the world and sin passed all, all men. But right. Paul actually puts it the other way, right? Hmm. That um, sin came into the world and death passed to all men. Mm-hmm. You're like, with the result that all men died. You're like, um, so the West, I think if you take, so you can take Augustine a certain way, mm-hmm. but Augustine, if you just take it just straight literally of, you get like this stamped nature of guilt on right, every nature. Right. Um, and Han was saying in class that, you know, you can't, you can take Paul in that situation as saying uh, the divine life that Adam would have had within his soul, the cooperation there and like the indwelling of the Holy spirit that was lost through mm-hmm. sin. And therefore the death that's inherent in that, not fully living the human godly life, death past all men. That's the, yeah. it'd be original death rather than original right, sin. Right. Yeah. Uh, which I find like really interesting, and that'd be similar to the Eastern, right? Yeah, that, that's theology to, of it. Um, Origi- original like, death, okay. Yeah, original wow. because that that is what we experience. Because it right? leads to death. Yeah, 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 yeah. That that was the, like the material change, right? That we okay. see before and after the fall. Uh, so and that's we, what we experience basically we're created immortal, right? 
in that sense then because then now because we sinned now we receive death right or how how okay how initially our nature what was our end then before sin came into the world well were we born to live forever I, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, when when God created Adam and everything else, we had like those three. We had infused knowledge, infused right? knowledge, um, integrity, grace, and then um, right, immortality. Or, uh, so it would have been immortality, but that's when when the sin came, like it affected. So again, like she said, like the world's in- infected by that sin. So therefore, we all kind of that's insane. Suffer from that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty wild. Yeah. It's crazy no, I, to think about. If you mess up original sin, you mess up so many things. Like it's connected with everything, <laughs> yeah. with baptism, yeah. redemption, really with grace. So, yeah, more. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. So I had a um, it was a deadly vices class with Dr. Dom. And this was, I think, about a year ago. And uh, we had a an Orthodox priest monk come and like give a class on Cassian and uh, the deadly vice tradition or whatever. And I counted, I think I got to like 10 or 10 or 11, like Western uh, hate <laughs> things oh, right. that he said. What? Like he just offhand was like, yeah, and Aquinas would have never thought of this. And then he was <laughs> like, and uh, and you guys have some immaculate conception nonsense or something like that. And he's like, and uh, but you know, I don't have to listen to a pope. And so, oh, oh my god! And I'm, class and I'm just seriously like just fuming. <laughs> Ooh, You're fuming. How do I not yank his beard off his face. You know, it's like. <laughs> anyways, but um, yeah, those those east west differences. Um, well, with the story of the schism, I I believe it was like a cardinal was sent to some Eastern bishop to like make a judgment from Rome and the Eastern, I think it was of Constantinople or something. was just basically like, I don't care what you say, basically. And the Cardinal went back and then excommunicated him. Oh, nice. <laughs> and then the other guy excommunicated the other person. But Solovia points out that at that point they had basically developed on their own. Right. That's, and yeah, it was a, I mean. it was a terrible because, you know, when the West aligned with like Charlemagne, Holy Roman empire, they were going the way of the political mm-hmm. Western Christendom. Um, in the East, and this is Slovia's designation of it, they had gotten what they wanted in the seven councils. They had mm-hmm. the seven ecumenical councils. They had all their doctrines defined, you know, all the ducks in a row. They were ready to go into the monasteries and pray. And um, the emperor, the Eastern emperor, he dealt with all the political stuff and the mm-hmm. church could just operate within it. And um, and then Slovia's assessment of, of, of it is... Well, what happened is the East was so kind of disunified that you had the Greeks here, you had kind of further branches of this empire. When Islam came, mm-hmm. it, it couldn't unite a Christian civilization together in order to combat Islam. Mm. Wow. And so Islam just wiped all over the Eastern world. Whereas in the West, they had the church, you know, the Roman church to unify under the Pope and call a crusade and, you know, all this type of stuff. But the problem is when they didn't have the East with its more divine spirituality, and this is also Solovio's idea, um, then what happened is that kind of stifling of human freedom in subordination to the the Roman authority led to the birth of Protestantism, mm-hmm. which was the assertion of individual conscience and freedom or whatever. And this is Solovio's very wide narrative. I have no idea it. what you just said, but so, I'm trying. <laughs> okay, okay, but here's, I guess, a question. So it's like, we have all these differences, right? But it's like, I don't know, I guess I heard this from... A professor, but also from somebody who came to Franciscan that I really admire. Um, 
And he he basically said that like if you live out what you believe to the fullest of your ability, um, because I don't know, like sitting here and hearing all these things is like, well, what is the truth? And like, what you know, like what like why do we believe different things? Uh, (laughs) Shots fired. But no, you know what I'm saying? No, it's like what at the end of the day, like, you know, because obviously like the East and the West or whatever, we can have our own interpretations of things or whatever else. And like, I don't know. I feel like everything has its pros and its cons and we're obviously human. And, um, and with the world being infected by sin and everything else, like we're just not perfect. And so I guess like, I don't know if we can all have the same ground on this, but if we believe what we believe to the fullest of our ability and actually live that out, like, I mean, in my opinion, I think we would, I mean, it's obviously up to God and we don't know what his judgment looks like because we don't have all the knowledge of the supernatural because we're in the natural realm. But, um, but I mean, like, I don't know, I guess I would say is like believing what you believe and living it out to the fullest of, of your ability. Like, I would say you would reach heaven and be living your life. Right. Right. I mean, Here, like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what you guys' stance is on that. But like, if there's all these differences, but if you believe and live out to the fullest ability and if you come across something that might be different, actually looking into it. And not being just not just disregarding it because it might be uncomfortable because it's it's an unknown thing, um, but like I don't know, yeah. But strictly actually believing and living out what you believe, like, do you all agree that that would be honored? I think know? that there's a certain honor in believing what you believe and living it out. Mm-hmm. Let's take for example. This is, I mean, probably a really extreme example of somebody that doesn't know, maybe doesn't know what he's doing, but he's working for a cause that he doesn't know that's evil, but he is committed to the cause and is doing what he thinks is right. Nazis, for example. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Uh, if that person sticks to that, is there not a certain honor in what he was doing because he was believing in his cause? It's hard because we're now we're bringing this kind of evil context into it. But if it's good, I think that there is a certain honor you stop looking at me. You're making me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> so like I wearing think, a mask, being obedient. Okay. Oh, you know? gosh. Oh, I go. think right. that there is a certain honor in believing in a cause and staying true to it, even don't, even if you don't know it's the, cert- the complete truth. One thing I would add to that is like, okay, again, with, with the different faiths are different, like the East and the West and stuff like that. Like there's a lot of good in them. It would be different if like the Nazis, for example, like we're all created with like law written upon our hearts to where we kind of have a knowledge of morality. (laughs) Sorry. Some Easterns would think Romans are, (laughs) I mean, whatever, but like at what I'm getting at is like, we all have law written upon our hearts. Right. And so we all have like a decent knowledge of like what is good and what is evil. And like, I mean, for, you know, East versus West or like whatever, the different faiths versus each other, like it can be easy to like think that one is better than the other. Right. But like, again, if you're just living out what you believe to be true to the best of your ability, but also with that mindset of like, you have like uh, that law written upon your heart to where you could kind of make a moral decision. Because again, like, I, it's hard for me to say that like, oh, one's better than the other. It's just like, just live it They're out. They're just different. They're just different. I slowly and there's see, different, there's I, different pros and cons to both of them, you know? I see a slow rivalry building here. <laughs> <laughs> see, very slowly. No, 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 no rivalry. No rivalry. Uh, there is rivalry if they're not in union with the Pope. That's where the rivalry starts. I mean, they, it's, it's difficult to unify them. So how do you even, so it's going to be like the Catholic Church out. against right one little sect or one yeah. little interpretation. So it's, I, it's not even much of a rivalry as much as it is a 
It's just different. Totally. Just different. And, and you know what's what's interesting too, even in the the West, so pre-Vatican One, The liturgy is much the same. I, I wouldn't say much the same as how John St. John Chrysostom developed it, but uh, the general structure is the same, right? That's interesting. is awesome. That's interesting how they, <laughs> you like know, the, the East yes. would stay the same for relatively the most part. And then the West has all these different changes. You, you start to wonder if maybe that's a reason because in the beginning, the structure was created differently. And so maybe, or in the beginning, there would be like some sort of difference between the rights that would eventually lead to um, like a lot of changes in the end. I don't know. I don't know. So like, uh, I, I, correct me if I'm wrong with what you're saying, but when I uh, go to a Latin high mass, in many ways it does remind me of a divine liturgy. Um, mm. Just like the priest facing ad orientum, right? Mm. Um, the, well, it was particularly that, um, but the, the movement, right, is uh, very much like, calls to mind the the eastern service and um the conversation right between the scola and the and the priest up on the yeah. altar um that's something that i find it's not it's not as present it's more present in the eastern church than it is in the western um but i think that like a high mass is much more uh and calls to mind much more like the divine liturgy the the novus ordo mass um i like don't see a lot of similarity it's not very obvious you have to look for it um <clears throat> but yeah, I, I'm not sure if that's exactly what you're talking about, though. Yeah, yeah, that's what, kind of what I'm getting at. Um, yeah, the ad orientum. It's yeah. I guess it brings a certain type of reverence to the mass. Then what's the other Novus Ordo, right? Where that's facing the people. Oh, that's the uh, was it versus Popoli? Is the Latin <clears throat> orientum for, is facing yeah. the cross, though, right? Facing Jerusalem is the idea. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, to the east. Oh, yeah. So, That's something yeah. uh, that I found cool. Whenever we were, like, moving houses, mm-hmm. um, I'd be like, where's east? Because I want to, like, get a certain place. But you could always orient yourself relative to the church, right? Because the church is supposed to be facing east, right? With the rising of the sun and the rising of the son of God. Um, wow. Yeah. Cool. Wow. Yeah. So you're the West, you lose because the sun sets. <laughs> sun sets where you're at. West, yeah, dude. Sets in California, man. The end of the West. Where uh, where else have you been to in the U.S.? I mean, you honestly, you live around here, right? Yeah, obviously, because yeah. you're. But uh, yeah, so I've I've been living in Carnegie, Pennsylvania, the Neg, for the past seven years. Uh, but before that, I was in um, north of Toronto, Ontario, Canada, uh, like up by Lake Huron. It's and, cold up there, man. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You guys like this little like snowfall thing in February. <laughs> Doesn't it snow in the summer in Toronto? No, like in May it'll snow sometimes. In May, May, yeah. in May. <laughs> that's close enough. <laughs> in May it'll that's snow still, up there. Yeah, that's still in May. basically so, summer. Yeah. Like Toronto, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, before that, and then there were. It, it's kind of cool when I think about it now, as I'm getting closer to my parents' age, like when I was born. Um, I realized that they did the whole like masters and like um, temp and like get entry level position kind of track that period of your life they did that all, they both did that but just they did that with like kids you know so I, uh, as my dad um went uh seminary uh teachers college and finished his master's uh those are in different cities in canada ottawa hamilton toronto ontario and 
spent two years in Raleigh, North Carolina. Wow. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Wow. <laughs> so seven kids. Mm-hmm. Father is a pastor, right? Priest. Did, did right? he have to get special permission from like <laughs> to do a Roman, like a bishop so or something like that? Really yeah. Cool. He has bi ritual faculties. Does he really? Yeah. Wait, can you, you can say faculties. like Novus Ordo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. So he's the uh, he's a chaplain at a uh, at uh, hospitals, and nursing homes, right? And he was the chaplain at a high at a high school. Dang, Dang, I wish my dad had bi ritual. <laughs> uh, no, it's really cool. It's really cool. That's so he's sweet. learned like like how to do confessions in both, how to do the oh, mass yeah. in both, how to oh, do yeah. wow. I've been That's to awesome. a confession. Crazy. I went to a confession with Father Yosef one time. It's totally different, isn't it's, it? It's yeah. He puts the stole over your head when he gives you absolution. Oh, if you're not expecting that, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't. I was like, oh, this thing feels really nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it was amazing. No, seriously, it was hilarious because. <laughs> Like one of the last nights in Austria, they the Father Seraphim and yeah, you had a Father Seraphim. Yeah, cool. Yeah, did you have a Father Seraphim? No, but that's such a cool name. It is. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, we just needed a Father Cherubim. <laughs> yeah, Father Cherubim, Father Seraphim, um, <laughs> Father Powers. Yes, <laughs> Father Dominion. That'd be so. Cool. Father oh, Dominion. Cool. Um, so yeah, the one of the last nights, um, in Austria, they did confessions. And Josh and I got there late and like we, it was over pretty much in time. So we saw out of the corner of, I was looking around the, the courtyard and I was like, somebody over there with a big beard. I wonder who that is. It's Father Joseph walking by. And so we go, father, no. He's like, what do you want? <laughs> and I was like, can we please do a confession with you really quick, please? He's like, you confess to me or I confess to you. <laughs> Nice. And then in then I went into confession with him. Um, I'm not going to say it was a little scary. <laughs> I mean, a little intimidating, maybe. But then you get you said, Father, I was in the keller. Uh, and then I went to the chapel. Uh, no, stop. <laughs> stop. Yes. Stop. Yes. Oh, okay. gosh. All yes. right. So before I finish with that. So I I wasn't having I wasn't having a rough night. OK, oh, I was I was go. fun. I was go. with my best one of my best friends, Dan. Uh-huh. We grew up together. And we stayed in Austria, and we go to the Keller, which is um, it's like a restaurant. And has, it's like a restaurant brewery, brewery. Yeah. and uh, we go in there, and Dan just orders like two pitchers of this eleven percent or ten eleven oh percent Christmas brew. Dan just starts downing the pitchers, like he downs a pitcher, and he's he just keeps going. He can drink a lot. I drink like half a pitcher, yeah, yeah. and I didn't eat that much before, do so. It. I, I don't remember. Yep. I think I had like a snack or something, but that, that did it. So I go back up to my room and I'm, I'm feeling it a little bit. I try to go to sleep, but my stupid roommate, like <laughs> gets, up, gets me, he gets me up. He starts like, Kellen, let's go pray. Kellen, let's go pray now. Let's go pray. I'm like, why can't we pray tomorrow, dude? And, <laughs> and so he, I just get up and go to the chapel. What a huge contrast between your friends, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, yes, um, yes. <laughs> And so we we go in the chapel and basically there's a big church and then you go up to the altar and take a right. There's a door and it's a little chapel. And I go in there and I just sit down. I sit down and I fall asleep. Oh. I'm so tired. And there's nobody else in there. And I get up and I just feel this sudden urge. Like I feel nauseous and I'm just like, oh, crap. So I go out and I just puke in the chapel. No. On the floor. No, 
God. And Nate, Nate, it's the most hilarious. I'm going to stand up to do that. And so I just, I blame that night on Nate. Um, it's okay. So then you saw Father Yosef later. It actually, that, yeah, that, that wasn't was the same time, night. Probably, that was a yeah. that was towards That would have been really semester. funny if that was the same night. I was after you puked, walk up, well, Father Yosef. So anyways, I confessed to him and I, he put the stole over my head. And it was Did you really say the cool. Words because it's like slightly different. It's a longer confession. In the, hmm. I I think right. he gave me. A, I mean, I have my own um, personal script. Yeah, I have it in my head. What do you call it? The active con- active active contrition. Yeah. Um, but I think he gave me a different one. Yeah, yeah. It was long. It was longer. Yeah, made you feel awesome. stupid, but <laughs> yeah. it was like, Lord, I've I've messed up. I've really messed up. I've messed up bad. <laughs> Help me. I feel like you need that every now and again, though, oh, Kellen. Yes. Uh, anyways, it was a great confession. I really miss him. I, I haven't seen him in three years, probably. He's legendary. Yeah. yeah. There, do you remember when there was like 13 Eastern bishops that came to what? Austria? Wait. Yeah, to the Cartalza. Do you remember that? When was that? Was that like in the It was middle? at some point. Yeah. And they said like this huge mass. Yeah, yeah I think liturgy. so. I think so, yeah. yeah. I remember, though, awesome. when we went up to receive the Eucharist, they had basically, it was in tinction, so they had the spoon, and they would put, how would they How did they do that? Because they had the wine so they and dip, the bread. They, they dipped dip the it. spoon. They oh, dipped yeah. the spoon in it, and they have the bread wow. on top, and you like, go like that. And they, oh, you're already like, a pro. You already know what to do. <laughs> oh. <laughs> It was yeah, hilarious. Yeah, problem. he he gave us he gave us the whole rundown. But um, to, yeah, so it's it's both species in yeah um, mm-hmm. uh, in the eastern right. You do like the the host and then the blood in in the chalice both. Then yeah, so you give it to the person on a spoon. Um, so like with COVID, it's oh yeah. How do, okay? So what yeah, happened with COVID? How yeah. do they do that? So I've seen two different ways of doing it. Um, where uh, one time a priest had a. a a little like shot glass of very strong wine and he would like disinfect the spoon between each person because um, <clears throat> you, you know you can't do it in bleach um, but what my dad does is he just has two super large bowls right and he uses a different spoon for each person oh wow so but hmm. you, have, yeah. you have to use a metal spoon so you, you and like you can't use plastic um, <laughs> that's a lot of dishes to do <laughs> a lot of spoons yeah, so you have to do, uh, which, which works out really well, you know? Is it like a big spoon? Like no, how big is it? No, okay. no, it's not like a ladle. It's, it's okay. a tiny spoon, remember? It's a tiny yeah. spoon? It was a oh. little tiny, like, teaspoon. Smaller oh. than, like, half the size of a teaspoon, I think. Yeah, so we, you can tell how ethnic it perishes by, like, how many of the old guys lick the spoon. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Wait, what do you mean by that? <laughs> I'm confused. <laughs> People do that sometimes. Well, they'll so go like, like yeah. <laughs> Ew. Or they'll like close their mouth on this. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, are you supposed to just like. And like, and you, you're supposed to like, 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 you remember, oh, you know? Like, you there for that I got it. Yeah, no, I wasn't. Oh, yeah. 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 I'm a good <laughs> Roman. Yeah. Hey, oh, my God. Rivalry's <laughs> building. Oh it's building. Anyways. So you're supposed to just. No, yeah, it's just like yeah. a little tip. It, it doesn't okay. even touch. It doesn't touch anything. Interesting. Yeah. It's just Wait, but like, you said the older people will and so some like of the lick older it. People are like, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> just like, oh, can't use that spoon anymore. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you got to be the next person. Yeah. Like, I'm not gonna replace this. And you're like, 
<laughs> no, Alex. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, okay. Wait a second. Do you guys have yeah, a? Yeah. For, do you, for would you do this for? Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. That's that's the like. Yes. Universal. No. Okay. No, 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 no that's, that's a yes. That's a universal. It's the yes, it's the cross yes your hands. The no one. You just don't go. Just like sitting in your beer. What are you doing? Why are you going up? Oh, right. okay. Just like ask your wife to bless you afterwards. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Uh, just like okay. ask, yeah, like why do you need to go up to get a blessing? You know? Oh, yeah, good point. <clears throat> yeah. Wait, so are you kneeling? They have like altar rails? No, no. So okay. you, you um so the Eastern right doesn't really kneel. Uh unless you're doing the canon of Saint Andrew of Crete, then you do four hundred prostrations. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Need some wow. space for that. Uh <laughs> yeah. Canon of Saint Andrew? Yeah, a canon of Saint Andrew of Crete. Crete, where's that? Uh, near uh, southern Greece. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Canon of Saint Andrew of Crete. Then you kneel four hundred times. You not kneel. You prostrate. Or prostrate. All the way Pro- down. Prostrate yourself down. Yeah. Yeah. Down. Feel like you're at a music or rock show. <laughs> four hundred times. Are you four hundred <laughs> times? Yeah. Was it actually four hundred times? Four hundred times. Yeah. So it's it's a monastic service. So uh, how? But we did it at our church. Uh, one. Did you really? Version. Wow. Two. Modified version. Yeah. That must take. I mean, if you were to bow reverently. No, you're not bowing. Actually. No, no, like, sorry, sorry, not bowing. You're not hands and knees. So, hands and not. Hands, hands and knees. Yes. Ground. So if you wait, you wouldn't need any. You wouldn't have pews then at all, right? <laughs> so traditionally, Eastern churches don't have pews. No. Hmm. So yeah. Do you just sit on the floor then? Yeah, depending on the. Oh, you bring a blanket or something? Actually, we we, we had this like beautiful parish uh, in Toronto. Where it was very, very like Ukrainian traditional, they rebuilt the style of like a wooden um, Ukrainian style church in the suburbs of Brampton, uh, Ontario. Sorry, that probably came up really nasty on the mic. Me clearing my throat. (laughs) (laughs) You're good. (laughs) And, um, And it was just like a couple benches made by some of the parishioners, like on the walls, along the walls, and so like. Older, if you're older, then you like sit on the benches, right? But other than that, people like, especially for this minor services, you'd bring a blanket and like your kids would sit on it. Um, but you nice. don't, so it's a very like Latin thing where you like sit and stand, sit and stand during liturgy. You don't mm-hmm. have that in the Eastern church. You so just stand the whole time. Stand, okay. And how then long, it'd be the same in the medieval it? Roman. But, uh, between an hour and two hours. Yeah. Dang, we don't have any discipline. We no. just like, we just stand up and sit yeah. and then kneel and. You so it was because of the time. Protestants actually that they started putting pews in everywhere. Okay. Yeah. Damn. Before like medieval times, it was the same. There were no pews. I can so. see that Kellen's like I'm. I'm definitely got him to my side, Alex. I, I, I'm, I'm falling away I'm from you. I do. I do You're like this. <clears throat> You've been to Rome, Rome, my friend. Yeah. I mean, have you been to Rome? The glorious Rome. Would I need to? Oh, get wrecked! Wow. She's got everything she needs in Ukraine. Baba Yaga. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay. You guys got that. Okay. So, so um, so you prostrate yourselves four hundred times. So that's just one service. Come to liturgy. We don't prostrate. Okay. Okay. So okay. So when you do prostrate though, at the Saint Andrew of Crete, do you? You're right. So you, you're like on your hands and knees then. Right, like you're down on the ground. Do you want? And then, do you want to like demonstrate? I, I yeah. kind of. I want the mic. I want. <laughs> I want a demonstration. After this, after this. So you're just down, and then you, like, you like bow down. Oh my gosh! I thought that actually, you like prostrate yourself means to go down like this, right? You're, you're completely flat on the ground. Yeah, like yeah. child's Holy. pose yoga. 
Yeah. Or like, okay. We should, like they go, do we, should go to, we should just go to one of those services. Find a service and just sure. see what it's no, like. No, so it's no. like the the Muslims actually copy the practice now, and it's it's the same as the Muslim bow, like Muslims. the um, the morning prayer towards Mecca, right? Yeah, Where yeah. You mm. Prostrate mm-hmm. yourself. Yeah, it's the same motion. Wait a second. So the Easterns did it first. Yes. So you guys pray five times a day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why not? You got the third hour, ninth hour. Yeah, I don't think we hour. do that, Romans. <laughs> Well, yeah, the, yeah, I mean, liturgy yeah. of the hours is... Yeah, liturgy yeah. of the hours. Mm-hmm. Although I'm sure it's pretty different east-west, but... Yeah. Oh, that's right. They still have, like, morning prayer, midday, evening, mm-hmm. night. That's right. Prayer, yeah. actually, Alex. Yeah, mid-morning, mid-day, mid-afternoon. Morning, mid-morning, afternoon, mid-day. It's like, good morning prayer. Guten uh, Morgen. Um, I thought there's something else you wanted to touch on. Have you been to Austria? Of course you have. Okay. It's right next to Ukraine, isn't it? No. It's not that far. I've been to Poland and I've been to Czech Republic. Right. It's not that far, right? Uh, Isn't it just a couple countries over? No. No, it's pretty far. (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty (laughs) far. Okay. It's it's far. But if you ever do go, I recommend going to the Kartauza. If you want to see it. Have you been back to Ukraine? I have. Nice. Yeah. Just uh, once or multiple times? Three times. Three times? Cool. So is your mom's side's family all there? Yeah, they're all there. You know who taught in Ukraine was Sal, Salvador. Yeah. Oh, cool. Oh. Did you know that? Yeah. 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 We were co-teachers. He. Yeah. He taught. He taught English, right? Really. Yeah. 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 That's cool. Uh, we were so the year that I was uh, third time I was there in 2018. We were co-teachers of the same class. Yeah. So how old were you when you left Ukraine? A year and a half. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. So. Directly. Okay. Yeah. So not like. So um, how did you the language then? How like? Uh, no, I like I grew up bilingual because my mom was my my dad actually learned Ukrainian while he lived in Ukraine, so it's pretty <laughs> sick. Um, and he and I grew up in kind of a pretty bilingual household because my grandma would come over and she doesn't speak English. Wow. Uh, okay. Mom, yeah, and my mom's flew, like fluent in both languages. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's really cool. East West. If only the schism didn't happen. I'm I'm glad for the Ukrainian. You know, united to the Pope side, which is great. Um, but yeah, the majority of, you said majority. Is it like a very strong majority as Orthodox? Very strong majority, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a very yeah. small minority that's Ukrainian Catholic. Yeah. yeah. Same with, yeah, same with Russia. There's very, very small amounts. Yeah. And then, you know, you have things like Our Lady of Fatima saying, like, consecrate Russia to my Immaculate Heart. And, um, you know, like this whole Eastern Solovia thought that the end of the world would come when the Eastern and the West finally reunite. And he thought it was necessary that they all recognize the Pope, which obviously you do as well. Mm-hmm. And um, and then he thought that would lead to the Protestants finally giving up their qualms with the West because they would understand that a lot of the Eastern theology is um, is what was lacking in, in their type of... So yeah, like Luther having this really over... Like this conscience that was, uh, you know, uh, super penitential all the time and whatever. He needed that Eastern mysticism, you know, know. and uh, it's really unfortunate that he should should have been an Eastern monk. They're much. uh, They're pretty intense. The Eastern monks. They're very intense. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Some of them, they realized that a lot of the practices would not fly in the Roman church uh, in the West. So they had to placate and they had to No, I wouldn't say water down, but adapt quite Mm. a bit. Uh, Not to say that the not to lessen the Roman rights, but they're much yeah, the difference between Benedict and Anthony of Egypt is yeah. so massive. Yeah. You know, like you have, have you heard of the, the pillar monks? 
The Stylites? Yeah, the Stylites. Yeah. Who the heck are they? Who's Anthony of Egypt? <laughs> Anthony of Egypt was the great, like, Eastern monk who um, St. Athanasius wrote his Life of St. Anthony that ended up becoming, like, the major work for, like, her like a hermit-style monastic, like right? Style. Yeah, ascetic. Um, and then in the West, obviously, it's Benedict who has this, like, communal monastic. And actually, yeah, it, Benedict's monasteries throughout the West is what, like, solidified a lot of the West, made it, you know, Christian for, for the long time. Um, yeah, there's also those monastic differences. Yeah, it's so... There's so much to talk about. No, I know, yeah. Like, I know. I really... So, the Eastern Fathers of the Church yeah. are just amazing. Chrysostom, Gregory of Nyssa, Gregory Nazianzus, uh, Basil, um, and, and obviously Augustine's like the guy, in my opinion, yeah. but, uh, no, for the East, he is too, in a lot of ways, right? Uh, his, really? Yeah. Um, his style of theology, it's much more platonic, right? Um, mm -hmm. and it, and you see a lot of those same influences in the Eastern church, right? There is much more of a focus on the divine rather than the rational, there is actually this whole like idea in the East of like appreciating what you don't know in Eastern mm. mysticism, right? Wow. Um, just appreciate like appreciating the divine and understand and um, loving from afar um, that you don't see as much partly because of, you know, like Scotus um, Bonaventure and Aquinas um, that were very like very scholastic. So to the East. Okay. Uh, like scholasticism, did that come to the East much? That you know uh, of? Not so yeah, not as not as much as I not as far as I know. Yeah. No. That was um, mostly a Western Yeah. Yeah, development. Um which a lot of it we were like very grateful for, but um it's yeah, there is uh more of a mystical focus rather than a rational focus. Yeah. Wow. So how many Ukrainian Catholics percentage wise, do you know, the percentages versus Ukrainian Orthodox Orthodox. Yeah. So it's, it's a, it's a tough thing to say, right? Because, mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's really like the church is rather large outside of Ukraine itself, but in Ukraine <laughs> it's, uh, I think in the single digits percentage wise. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. Or, or early teens. Um, but then there are a number like it, almost every major, like, my grandpa's here and he's really, uh, yeah, it's, it's a whole, it's, it's so interesting. I, I, at some point in your life, you think that you've experienced everything, right? That you think like you've seen it all, mm. but like what your son goes to Ukraine and comes back, you don't see him for like two years. He comes back with like a wife you've never met and then two kids. And he's now like newly very religious and of a different right. And, they speak and he's going to be language. a priest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's wild. That's, yeah. Wait, why did he go to Ukraine originally? To teach at the Ukrainian summer school. Oh, okay. The, the English summer school, sorry. Oh, to uh, teach English. Yeah, to teach, oh. to teach, to teach English. Uh, <laughs> came back with two kids, a wife, and about to be Ukrainian Yeah, a couple, years, awesome. a couple years later. But, uh, <laughs> a couple years later. Came yeah. back, yeah. Are there people now, Catholics now, that just switch rights? Yeah, yeah, which, is, uh, which isn't really necessary to do, right? Because it's the same. What, like, what would be the driving factor behind that? Um, for different people, it's different things. For a lot of people, it's the early church fathers. Um. Oh, interesting. Yeah, for a lot of people, it's um, reading the Church Fathers and seeing that there is <laughs> that there is like a beauty and there is something um, something ornate that they're not seeing in the Roman Church, which, which is friends, so sad, you know. Which is so sad. Which is so yeah. sad. 
Um, but yeah, and, and I don't, uh, and, and it's very sad if people come out of like malcontents and discontents for their own church. It's not something that's, uh, and I have a, this is a, a really beautiful perspective that one of my friends has that um, you should rediscover your own culture, right? Hmm. Don't, uh, I, I hate to use the word, but like it's useful to like appropriate other people, not uh, to find something new, right? Build what you were already given, right? Use your heritage um, instead of going and like buying a new one, essentially. Because Eastern Catholic is like, it's growing in the US, isn't it? Um, in terms of like Roman right people becoming I've heard Eastern a, right yeah, or whatever. I have a lot of experience and stories of people doing that, but I don't know if that's a general national. Trend. Okay, maybe not. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I know like a lot of anecdotal evidence for it. But, you know, yeah, because they see the liturgy and they're like, this is amazing. Yeah. And they go to Nova Sword and they're like, this is not. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's unfortunate. Yeah. yeah. That's interesting. What you, Okay. So what, what do you see similarities of like the extraordinary form and divine liturgy? So the vestments for sure. Yeah. Vestments. The okay. music, right. To, to like constantly be singing. It's very odd to me that the, the Roman sometimes is just like kind of wrapped, right. It's just like words with a rhythm sometimes like when the congregational responses, mm-hmm. um, um, but to have like an actual like choir and mind you, I'm not saying that like every Eastern church has beautiful choirs. No, but the, the tradition like needs calls for a melody, like the rubrics, like for a full liturgy, right. It's meant to be sung. Um, and they're not, they're, it, it was developed by peasants, right. The, <clears throat> the tradition was carried on by peasants. So you don't even have a musical education, right. But these, these are just like traditional melodies Right, that are either developed by people in parishes, in, in towns, or in monasteries. Um, and and everybody knows them, right? And um, yeah, and it's an interest it's it's a beautiful way of having like participation, right? But not in the self-centered kind of way, right? Of saying like make liturgy about me, but rather that um, I I'm supposed to communicate, right? And I might not be a good singer, but I need, but this isn't going to happen without me, right? Hmm. Like this, I I have to do this, right? There, when there's no cantor and when they, or the singing's bad, right? It's not about whether you like the sound. It's not what, like about you singing. It's about that this ought to be sung. This calls for, right, something higher than just you talking. Yeah, I feel like that's such a uh, example of respect for like liturgy and i know there's a lot of things that you know even in like regular mass that we go to there's just sometimes where a certain priest will kind of encourage the choir to sing 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 Mm -hmm. something um (laughs) say something too yeah Yeah. (laughs) but like it's really i really enjoy going to because i haven't gone to a lot of high masses and low masses i've never really done that in my life i've been to a few i've been to a high mass and i think i've been to a low mass too um, the low mass was really interesting because I think it was probably my first or second time. So I didn't really feel that engaged. Mm-hmm. I also couldn't hear what the priest was saying at all. Yeah. So I don't know if that's what did it. Do they have a low mass? They don't have like a low mass equivalent, do they? No, In the Eastern? No, we have daily liturgies. Um, okay. And uh, some priests will do like a spoken liturgy, um, but there isn't like a definite change. Does your do does your parish have daily liturgy? Yeah, it yeah. does. Okay. Does your father say the daily liturgy? Yep. Okay. Yeah. There's an early church controversy actually east west with that with daily. So 
the West had daily masses, mm-hmm. but the East would have Monday, Wednesday. Was it Monday, Wednesday? No, 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 no. Wednesday, Friday, Sunday. But they would not do daily. Okay. And the reason being was the celibacy question, actually. So the married priests in the East, well, they had a, um, I don't know where the, the rule came, but 24 hours you had to be without relations before you could celebrate liturgy. And so the East, because they had married priests, would only do Wednesday, Friday, and Sunday. And the, the West always was like, we're having mass every day, you know, because yeah. well, they're not married. Yeah. So, isn't and, it? And there was also the controversy with deacons. And that's the reason why the West ne- never really had deacons was because um, uh, if the deacon was going to concelebrate, well, not concelebrate, what would it be? Yeah. Uh, att- you know, participate in the liturgy, um, then, you know, he, he couldn't, he'd only be there maybe three times a week or whatever. But so they never really developed this idea of like a permanent deacon. And that's only oh, a very new thing because that old rule, of yeah. the early church, no one knows about anymore. So, but, yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe this is, I think this is actually a really important question. In the United States, especially, there's a big shortage of priests. And in in my diocese back home, mm-hmm. next year there will be no graduating seminarians. Mm-hmm. Next year there will be zero graduating seminarians. In zero. your diocese? In our diocese. Oh, geez. Zero. Right. And <clears throat> um, Northern California, so like Diocese of Sacramento. Um, yeah, there's going to be no graduating seminarians. And I think that's a big thing. My sister Camille, she lives in DC and she said that there's deacons that celebrate the entire mass that a priest would be there because there's, there's no deacons celebrate the entire, because one priest has to go to four parishes Mm. on, in one day. Like there's such a shortage of priests in the United States. Is it that way in Ukraine Mm -hmm. and with the Eastern Rite? Um, no. So it's also a different culture, right? In the East. So there is still this it, people are much more culturally religious, right? So I can't speak to like personal faith, but there is still like a general understanding uh, of theology and there's like a general culture of going to church. Um, people know what, what the feast day is, right? Uh, St. Peter and Paul is a big feast day. Um, and going to go into the seminary is pretty commonplace. Uh, a lot of people aren't ordained, right? A lot of people will finish seminary and never be ordained. And that's pretty complex and that's accept- uh, that's acceptable. It doesn't mean there's something wrong with you, right? You just had to like a change. Um, but if your question is ask- asking like whether a shortage of priests, no, there isn't a shortage of priests. Um, and uh, sometimes we'll have seminarians come over from Ukraine or to be ordained here. Wow. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, that's difficult for like a number of reasons, right? Um, not only legal is- like um, issues, uh, well, not issues, but what would be some legal? What would be some legal yeah. complications? So, so like I'm I'm waiting for my green card right now as a Canadian. Oh yeah. wow! Okay. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. you're not even a permanent resident here? No. Okay. I mean, you've been sitting behind the, you know, in front of the flag for long I enough. Know, I know. It I accepts mean, you. I mean, like already, you're a citizen. You are. I mean, you are a citizen. You're really to <laughs> that says you're a citizen. That says you're a citizen. Yeah. There you go. You're really trying to solidify this image. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Like manifesting it. You know. You're manifesting your citizenship, <laughs> citizenship already. Yeah. yeah. Who was um, the first president? Aaron Burr. Okay. She passes. <laughs> she passes. Yeah. <laughs> That's good enough. <laughs> Anyways, what were you saying? Um, no, so it's there is not a uh, there isn't a shortage of priests, um, but there is um, a shortage of parishes sometimes, right? So there is the question. Oh, okay. Of, 
Yeah. Uh, or of like dying parishes. Oh, that's sad. Um, of just like older people, because a lot of these. So, and when you think about the immigration, right? So, uh, the Ukrainian Catholic Church is like exclusively uniquely tied to history, right? It's really interesting um, to see it here. Um, you'll see um, that a lot of churches are built in like coal mining towns, right? So, in Western Pennsylvania, huge, Ohio, huge. But they're like, nobody lives there anymore, right? How many people do you know that live in like Mechanicsburg, PA, right? Mechanicsburg? Yeah. Exactly. What? <laughs> Yeah, Mechanicsburg. Like, Pennsylvania has the weirdest and wackiest names for their yeah, towns. Yeah. Yeah. So they're built in a lot of these areas where like nobody really lives anymore, right? Nobody's moving to, you know, like Wheeling, West Virginia. I, I mean, I just went to, I was in Pennsylvania the other day and I went to Westminster College. Oh, yeah. And there were Amish people going around. Yeah. Yeah. You'll see I was, that. I was literally, we were at the basketball game and there was, this dude in this carriage, you yeah. sent some Bud Light. Yeah, that was, was awesome. awesome. Oh, yeah, yeah, there's, there's a, a video. There was this dude in this big carriage with a horse going on. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Your face. Like, <laughs> Pretty sure the Amish have something like <laughs> 400,000 Amish people or something in the U.S. It's like ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. It's, really a, it's like a huge amount of people. And I, in the, <laughs> where I walk, where I valley, harvest my grain, in the valley where I harvest my grain. <laughs> that's a great song that's yeah. a great song a very great anyways song. we got uh, way off topic we got way off topic yeah. what were we saying um about a shortage of priests there's not yeah. a shortage of priests but it is it is also a difficult like the dying calling. parish kind of yeah like it's um being placed at a parish right you're often your job is often to revive the parish right like that's mm-hmm. you like rebuilding it but that must be hard to do it. with a lot of just elderly people because my yeah. parish is kind of like that too there's maybe a few families, young families. That's it. Everybody else is like right. grandma and grandpas that are 70 plus. Yeah. yeah. And husband and wife. Same thing. Okay. Yeah. 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 So like, how do you go from be- like not only ministering, right? But also attracting. Right? Yeah. Okay. So for people that have seen it for so many years, mm-hmm. how, do, how do you create excitement within the parish? I don't know. Not only excitement within the parish. Like, how do you not only cater, like serve your flock, right? But mm-hmm. also attract other people. Not only like you're not on maintenance mode, but also like growth. So how to yeah. balance those things? Yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah, not just yeah. like not just maintaining, but also growing. Yeah, the faith, and that's got to be hard to do. I mean, there's obviously a lot of like when we went to Florida. What was the parish name that we went to with the big with the priest that was like 33 years old? Father Benjamin. Father Benjamin, yeah, that that parish. To, I don't know, but there was a lot of young families. There. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a, also oh, tied yeah. to immigration, right? So you'll see. Um, so that that's the one thing in the Ukrainian Catholic Church too is that it, it does have the mandate to serve the Ukrainian Catholic population, mm-hmm. right? So you can't. It's difficult to you know shark the Hispanics. Yeah. Or wow. uh, Ukrainian Catholic parish. Um, so that is a very funny image. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can imagine so, uh, divine liturgy. But uh, Hispanic it, ha- it happens. It happens. It's no, yeah, I mean, but, but um, yeah. So you, you're also you'll have parishes that are like very different, right? So hmm. This happens in the same cities where you'll have one parish that's for the new people, right? The, like we call them like off the boaters, right? Fresh off the boaters, straight uh, from Ukraine. Yeah, yeah. That are like, um, and then you'll have those that are like the Americans, you know, whose like great grandparents came and they like like to do the traditions, but they're effectively American. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and then you have like the old people. Who just come for like, like we'll remember that they're Ukrainian 
when they have to make pierogies, right? Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, pierogies. Yeah. yeah. Which is great, which, which is like a beautiful practice, but um, there is this kind of, these differences that you wouldn't expect from a parish that, from a church, from a right, that's supposed to be so unified. A question hmm. I have is like, especially in America, <laughs> um, we're very, um, like, what's convenient? What's like... Uncultured swine is what she's saying. <laughs> well, no, basically what I'm... Yes. But, but no, what I'm getting at is like America, especially, we're super like, oh, what's comfortable? What's yeah, convenient? Yeah. What's like, you For know, sure. you know, that kind of thing. Um, do you think that has any effect like on the practices and just like trying to... Um, invite more to come and stuff like that because if it's more like for example like standing for an hour or two which mm-hmm. like you know you're saying oh we need a lot more discipline or whatever but like you know it's like i wonder if that kind of stuff turns people off simply because it's like in the, some ways the american might... kind yeah. of almost i need like satisfaction yeah because i noticed like even in like our own churches like yeah it, it could be super easy for like some of the masses just seem more like a concert when the, the, the band is a little bit like, you know, they, they kind of yeah. change it. Like, you know, I have the late mass for like the teens or whatever. And it seems like it's a little bit more of a band than your, it is an actual mass. Your opinion on praise and worship sucks. Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but what I'm basically getting at is like, do they have any sort of way, kind of like, you know, with us, how, you know, we might have a mass like at a parish that has like a lot of teens. And so, for example, like the 5 p.m. mass at my parish I used to go to years ago um, would have like the 5 p.m. mass for like youth. And it would no, that's not really an understanding. Uh, in the church, we'll have like there aren't mm, a whole lot of areas for um, like participation, like you have in the Roman church with mm-hmm. like someone, an extraordinary minister, or uh, a person reading um, various psalms, right? That's like a lector that does that, right? That's somebody, and it's actually a minor order, it's a tonsured order. Um, uh, which which they used to have in the West. Now they don't. Well, yeah, aren't there like m- multiple orders for everything? Yeah. Like in... But let me answer Jocelyn's question no, really quickly if I could like flesh that out a little bit. Um, there's not like a whole lot of opportunity for um, adaptation in, in mm-hmm. the church. Um, but also Yuval Levin has this like from the American Enterprise Institute um, has this good book now about like Americans want like hardback pews um, that like they they're done being like coddled you know and being told that like jesus loves you no matter what which we we know is true but like um that they want something that'll like push back a Mm -hmm. little bit right something that they can count on a standard they can measure against Mm -hmm. um and so so that's um something that i do think the eastern church doesn't explicitly offer that right because that's just that's a pastoral decision yeah Mm -hmm. um but it could. It, it's a trend that's seen more in the Western Church and not as much in the Eastern rites. Um, but again, does that does that turn off? Like, so you said, like some of them are like dying or whatever else. Does that yeah. turn off like more no. people like coming or no? So yeah, I guess I'm going into like personal analysis of like diagnosis of these parishes now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think those parishes are just they're not there for convenience. They're there for yeah. because it's home to them, right? Mm-hmm. Because that's where they are. Um, some par- but the people that c- come now, um, come because they are like rediscovering their faith sometimes, right? Reading the church fathers and they want like a more, and that's a church that they find is closest that has communion with Rome, right? But also preserves, um, the tradition, the tone tradition yeah. and beauty, uh, that they see in the, in the, in the early Eastern church. Mm-hmm. Um, so no, I don't, 
I don't think that the Eastern Church... No, it doesn't explicitly... That's not its purpose. Yeah. Like, it doesn't set out and be like, ha, like, the Romans are being weak on this. Let's, let's counter them and, you know, shark people. That's not at all the tone. Um, but I think it's just thro- thrown into contrast once the Rome st- starts changing, then uh, Eastern practices that differ really stand out. You know? Yeah. It's not an explicit intention, is my point. Mm-hmm. Sorry if that was long Wow. Do you keep up with uh, Ukrainian politics? Uh, much? No, not much. Okay. It gets brought up time to time. Like, well, wasn't it uh, Trump's phone call with, like, Ukrainian uh, president yes. or something like yeah. that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I think the whole, the whole like, controversy or whatever that it's always on people's minds is, like, Russia's right there. Like, the yeah, whole, I mean, the Russian whole Russian, is, Russians yeah, bringing into people Ukrainian into politics, Ukraine yeah. and, like, gangs and things like that. Uh, what was there? There was some, like, the civil whole, unrest or something in, like, 2011, 2012 yeah, or something Yeah, 2011 and actually ongoing. Um, Do you know what that's about? Eastern Ukraine. Um, so it's. Oh, is it the Russian like encroachment? It's the Russian mafia, yeah, I mean, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> They're yeah, just no, like trying no, to annex it again. Yeah, and it's just Russian imperialism. Um, so to cover. Is up there a lot of like anti-Russian sentiment in Ukraine? Yes. Well, there Tons? was. Yeah. There's like. I gotta imagine. There was. <laughs> there was um. Uh, riots and all sorts of like people burning cars and. All oh, sorts of different of the re- revolution, yeah. yeah. The revolution of dignity in 2014, yeah. Um, when 100 plus people died because the president gave orders for snipers to take down um, um, people that were demonstrating in the public square, yeah. Revolution of dignity, mm-hmm. uh, <sighs> can you imagine the president ordering snipers to kill people? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, you shouldn't look shot, at it that way. You shouldn't look at it that way, yeah. but like to get rid of yeah, like, to uh, get rid of uh, bad be- some bad dudes. Right. So um, there are like differing stories about what the um, rev- what really catalyzed the revolution, um, but it was largely a reaction against like Russian um, involvement in Ukraine, corruption. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Well, the whole movie John Wick is about that. The first one. Is it really? Yeah. I've never seen them. You should yeah. watch John Wick. It's a complete. That's where I got the Baba Yaga from. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know everything uh, in Ukraine. Uh, I, I mean, I that's, John Wick. the whole movie John Wick is about basically he's kind of like a good guy and he's taking down Ukrainian gangsters, basically. Oh, nice. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so it's it's really good. You haven't seen John Wick? You've no. heard of it. No. Yeah, of course. Yeah. You've heard of John Keanu Wick, Reeves. right? Yeah. Yeah. About a Keanu Reeves. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Um, anyways, that's, that's a good kind of description of it, but. Yeah, a lot of a lot of civil unrest over there. Yeah, not anymore. Like, yeah, <clears throat> yeah very, back, back very much when, not. Yeah. Um, and Western and Central Ukraine is very safe to visit. That's good. I I definitely do want to go someday. I mean, every, from everything I've heard, it's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Um, there were a couple of, like actually Franciscan students that went last semester, or the semester before. They just took a train to Lviv for the day. How? What's the capital? from Austria? What's the oh. capital the, of? The capital is uh, Kiev. In central K- Ukraine. Kiev. And yeah. then what was beautiful, the... beautiful churches. What was the um and the western city is called Lviv. Lviv. Yeah. Lviv. Very nice. Wow. Lviv. Khan's gonna go and find himself a there you go. <laughs> I got better pronunciation than you do. Oh yeah, yeah. definitely. Lviv. <laughs> definitely no, do. If they hear your American accent, you'll be very popular. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> we should go. We should go. And say like, hey, we're we're visitors. Um, we we're Catholic. We're Roman Catholic. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Get out! <laughs> He's the Roman Catholic. I'm converting. <laughs> Kellen Lake. <laughs> Kellen Lake. It didn't take much at all. Um, <laughs> she has convinced me, Alex. You've lost the. <laughs> right, go ahead. Yeah. All right, um, bye. I'm just kidding. Yeah, um, that's that's cool. Yeah. So. Yeah. 
So when's the last time you were in Ukraine? 2018. 2018. Oh, that's pretty recent. Do you have a Canadian passport? I do. Oh, oh I want so to see So you're a Canadian this. citizen. Are you gonna? Do you have to renounce Canadian citizenship no, you if don't. you're gonna? Okay, if, good. I mean, if I go into court and I have to give one up, let's not put this on camera. But uh, let's see. Twenty eighteen. <laughs> Please show it to the camera. Yeah. Twenty eighteen. Nice. They wouldn't stamp my passport when I went through Russia. Really? Unfortunately. Yeah. That's so sad. I was just flying through though. We take notes. I just want to see that. I always love like, looking at people's pictures. I know. Awesome. I know Costco. That's a great picture. A Costco, nice. <laughs> yeah, it's a great picture. Yeah, Check Costco. that. Yeah. Can you show the camera? <laughs> um, That's dope. Yeah, Costco did. Very oh, Bernadette. Nice mm-hmm. middle name. Yeah. Very, really cool. very Western name. <clears throat> yeah, I know. Yeah. Know, right. French. What is a Eastern name then? What's a traditional Ukrainian name? Sophia? Yeah, that's definitely one. Baba Yaga. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No. Uh, oh, there's a lot. I don't know. Some of them are really... All of them end in A. End in A? A lot of them I. Baba Yaga. No, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Continue. Oksana. Olya. Oksana. Yeah. That's a popular one. Katya. That's my sister's name. Oh, cool. Katya. Katya. It's like Katarina. You know, like... It's like Katya. But it, I mean, of, yeah. I, have, I have a friend back home. His name is Katya, but Katya. His name is Katya? Her name. Oh, yeah, yeah. Her name is Katya. Yeah. Katya, yeah. Katya. Yeah. Uh, why, so why do they end in A, all of them? Is that just a cultural well, thing, uh, I guess? I think it's just because it sounds feminine. Yeah. Okay. But most American names sound in A, too. Except, like. Yeah. Mine. Jocelyna. No. Alexandra. Exactly. Never again. go to Ukraine. Or if not, then just come to Holy Trinity. Sophia. Hagia Sophia. Very nice. God's wisdom. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what that means. God's wisdom. Yeah. It's interesting how the East, you know, originally was like, well, modern day Turkey yeah. would be. And now it's it's been, you know, Ukraine, Russia, yeah. and uh, and Greece. Greece. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't speak much to, uh, I don't know much about uh, like Eastern Orthodoxy. It's, uh, it's, it's a complicated system. It's you know, it's so difficult too with like, it's hard for the East to even want to start talking with the West of, of like reuniting, especially now that the West is people point to the liturgy a lot. It's like, like you were saying with the old liturgy, old Western liturgy, there's mm-hmm. far more similarities, right? There's still very distinct differences, but like yeah. now it's almost like, it's just so Where obvious. Do you start, you know? How would you right? And there's always the fear of the West is going to Romanize the Eastern mm-hmm. traditions and enforce some type of like, um, yeah. And so there's there's a reluctance there. But Solovia points out in his books, it's like, and this is back in the late eighteen hundreds, the East really is is has been ineffective to kind of spread beyond its boundaries. It's kind of and when it comes push push comes to shove, the uh political authorities have all the power in, in what gets done, right? And um there's very little that the you know, if you're only let's say with this kind of like um union of word of oh yeah the east is united but it's the patriarch here and the patriarch here and there's kind of like a honorific yes, unity yeah yeah um it ends up just being whoever's the czar whoever's the ruler ends up calling all the shots basically um yeah, it's a very complicated like ever-changing system mm-hmm. um so what is the system of government in ukraine like is it just is Russia. there is there, <laughs> is there there's, I mean, there's a president of. is that how it works yeah the there's president? a president and a parliament a um, parliament okay um, but, yeah. 
Wow. President, parliament. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the but the East, like the Ukrainian Catholic Church isn't that tied to the um, uh, to the Ukrainian state. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very much. It, it's not autocephalous, right? But it, it identifies under Rome, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of its power is outside of Ukraine itself, like the proper country. So it's not it's not as national as people as the name seems yeah i don't know hmm. um what do you think let's say yeah how should uh what, what should the west learn from the east i'll make it as, as general I like as that. i can he's starting to I, submit, I, I, yeah. he's starting to submit. <laughs> no, it's, it's like how how do we bring in because I, i'm a huge admirer of um obviously the eastern um, church fathers, Eastern spirituality, mysticism mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, like how do people get into that, that realm, that way of thinking? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think, I think the beginning, uh, well, uh, this is actually a comment I heard, uh, very, very recently was that, you know, Aquinas is the church, right? And it, that wasn't a verbatim comment, right? But it was in that tone, right? Was that, uh, Aquinas like dictates a good Thomas said that yeah. much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and that I think that's a good sometimes that's a good starting point, right? Is realizing the church is broader and the church is larger and the church is hmm. yeah. um more intricate, right? Than like people give it credit give her credit for. Um so and, and going back to the roots and tracing it, right? So going to the church fathers, right? Going to the desert fathers, um, going to the beginning and realizing that you know because a lot of power was centered in rome it doesn't mean that uh, the church is rome right that there there is more um and that and getting out of this like black and white um when this person act, asks a question about like well is this philosophy compatible with catholicism right is this worldview they look forward in, in aquinas right they flip through the summa and <laughs> like aquinas wasn't even the height of the middle ages right that's mm-hmm. a mystic myth Right, it was Scotus that was. Doctor Plato is like celebrating in the background right now. <laughs> <laughs> right? He loves it. Like, Have you taken yeah, him on stuff? I okay, I, yeah. I plan on it. He's he's huge on Scotus and and uh, Bonaventure. But, yeah, yeah, so I think it's, uh, and and I think that's like the, I think that's the loving and that's the sincere way of coming, um, looking towards the East, right? Not coming from it uh, just a contrast with the West, right? Yeah. Not coming at it because you're disenchanted with the West. Right, but coming at it for its own merits. Um, so I think, yeah, I think reading the Church Fathers and especially um, reading um, uh, uh, Metropolitan Andrew Shaptitsky uh, in his struggle against the Nazis and the Communists in the 1940s. Hmm. Um, What's his last name again? Shaptitsky. Shaptitsky. Wow. Yeah. I don't know how to spell that. He was, uh, I can, S H E P Y T S K Y. Shiptitsky. Nice. Okay, cool. I think so, yeah. Shiptitsky. Yeah. yeah. Um, Never, yeah. And reading, uh, <clears throat> he was an Austrian, he came from a noble family, um, and he was the metropolitan of, like, uh, Western Ukraine. He hmm. led um, Western Ukraine through um, the communists and the Nazis. Like, <clears throat> um, hid Jews from the Nazis and uh, combated communist ideology. Um, and reading, like, what he has to say, and this is like very modern, right? This is 1940. Hmm. Um, 
and what he has to say uh, as he looks at the future of the Ukrainian Catholic Church, right, and has a look at the at the church in the twentieth century, in like the in the horrors of the twentieth century, um, from a Catholic perspective. So uh, a lot of people have told me that's very effective. Um, but it looks like Alex has her. Alex already has a pretty developed li- library for the Church Fathers. Oh, I just yeah. have these three books: the the Faith of the Early Fathers set. Okay, the far, yeah. yeah, the blue, green, and red one. The majority the of those are are Eastern. Yeah, yeah, you have to get the Philokalia. My my dad said if he like read two books, it would be the 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 Bible, the Holy Bible, and the Philokalia. Philo, what is it again? Philokalia. Um, Philokalia. That yeah. sounds Ukrainian. No, it's Greek. <laughs> Greek yeah. I also yeah. can like read Greek, yeah. so that probably no, helps a little bit. Oh, very nice, yeah. very nice. We'll drop the link in the description. Yeah, link yeah. in the description. Um, does your... Uh, I'll so, just, I'm sorry, I keep like mentioning my parents. I'll just have to get them to come on here. Uh, please do, <laughs> bring them on. Well, I was just about to ask yeah. a question. So yeah. your... Um, what role do you think... Okay, so does your dad kind of view the his Ukrainian Catholic, does he view like we should try and make all of Ukraine underneath the Pope, like the East. Does he have these type of like Eastern reunited with the West? Um, he has does, a lot of hope like playing, for that. Yeah. Right. Um, he, yeah, he has a lot of hope for that, but it, and a lot of desire, but it's not the, that's not something that a pastor can easily like concern himself with. Right. It's right. More yeah, of yeah. a distraction. Um, but I don't want to answer that like too definitively, right? Like he's going to come up here and just mm. contradict what I said. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. When approximately did that, well, I guess it's not really a split, right? Because they both, they believe in the Pope, but. Well, the ones you don't, what, yeah. When we talk about uniting the East and the West, what are we uniting to? And why was there a split? That's a great question. Solovia yeah. views it as you shouldn't view convert, like the East and the West is like the West is converting the East or the East converting yeah, the West. Yeah. He said they're, they're already, so he uses um, the, do you know the parable where Jesus says, if you have something against your brother or if your brother, no, no, no. If your brother has something against you, leave your gift to the altar, be reconciled with your brother and then offer your gift. Mm-hmm. And notice it's if your brother has something against you, not if you have some, you know, malice in your yeah. heart against your brother. And he says, that's the East West situation where the East have it has its animosity against the West and the West has this animosity against the East. And because like JP2 said, you know, the, the two lungs of the church, that basically the mutual sacrifices of the East and West in a kind of global scale have been ineffective to convert the nations mm-hmm. because they've been split from each other. And so basically since the schism, you had the East where it was after conquered by Islam, they had to go up into Russia and uh, to Ukraine and Greece and these places. And then the, the West after Protestantism just becomes secularized. Right, because that's the the total. So end of Islam Protestantism. and Protestantism is what was where the, the downfall of East West. That's Soloviev's general, which is um, a pretty powerful. Yeah. I think. Yeah, so I mean, being, all of the old East is gone in Muslim lands now. All of the old East, except just, for like notably shows, Israel, shows, which is now shows you, yeah. It shows you. It shows you. So so before before we end. Who are you convinced? <laughs> Why does it matter? Check the side. I mean, it kind of... <laughs> going back to what I said before, I think there's pros and cons of being to the both of them. Um, no, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't think I have enough knowledge in order to... Like, I've heard a lot, 
but I don't know if I have enough knowledge of like what all of this actually means to you really. Have to experience experience. Yeah, exactly. I want to experience exactly. it so bad. So. And I wouldn't mind like try you know because again like you never know or like have full knowledge of anything until you've experienced it. So I wouldn't mind experiencing. It, you know, so but if I, I go, where do I go then? Obviously, <laughs> I go to a church, right? I really want to go see. Yeah. Well, what do I look up? Ukrainian Orthodox. Two hours you spend on this calendar. No, no, no. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Not, no, no, no. Ukrainian. Sorry. Ukrainian Catholic. Catholic. Sorry, not Orthodox. Ukrainian Catholic. (laughs) It's its own right. Yeah, yeah. So I. I I know this, but I'm just saying. I don't know how to. I'm trying to form these things. Okay. Where do I go? That's what I'm. Right. Yeah, after the Rawson Farms exit, before the Green Tree exit, on I-376. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, wow. That's so cool. We should so do that. <laughs> Thank you for coming on the Let's podcast. Let's do a Kellen and Alex show trip out there. Yeah, we should. Oh, Friday's going to be really are we gonna bow? Are we gonna prostrate bar? <laughs> yeah! Prostrate bar? We're gone, yeah. No, we leave at like four in the morning. <laughs> Tomorrow morning, yep. Yeah. Yes, thank you, thank you. No, we're driving. It's an 11 hour drive. No, down to Atlanta. His sister's down there. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.